Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. I'm in Random Lake, Wisconsin today. I'm not yet able to transverse the snowy frontier <laughs> two miles away. Um, looks like the street just got plowed, so that's good. It is January 26, 2021, Tuesday, and we continue our catechesis on the sacrament of baptism, although uh, we are going to back up a little bit and consider more about the sign of Jonah today. Good to have you all with us. I see you checking in in the chat on the various platforms that we're using, and uh, Lord be with you as we pray. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we pray our memory verse for this week. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9, verse 23. Pray the psalm. Praise the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord? or declare all his praise. Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry, and he led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe, and redeemed them from the power of the enemy and the waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, they sang his praise. But they soon forgot his works, they did not wait for his counsel, but they had a wanton craving in the wilderness, and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but sent a wasting disease among them. When men in the camp were jealous of Moses and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord, the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. Fire broke out in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf at Hor in Horeb and worshipped a metal image. They exchanged the glory of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. Therefore. He said he would destroy them, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him, 
to turn away his wrath from destroying them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, for our first reading today, we uh, do backtrack. We hear a little bit from what we heard yesterday. Jonah chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Now yesterday I mentioned, uh, but we didn't go into too much detail, I mentioned that Jonah is quoting Psalms, right? And I, some of them came to mind. I think one was, the first one here is Psalm 4, if I remember right. Um, so Psalm 120, I cried out to the Lord in my affliction, and he answered me. I called out, and my distress I cried to the Lord, and he heard me, right? Um, Psalm 65, O oh, you who hear prayer, to you all flesh shall come. Um, and then uh, verse, verse 3, you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. Uh, this comes from Psalm 88, you have laid me in the lowest pit, in the darkness, in the depths. You see how he's reflecting upon his life, praying the Psalms as we do. Um, Psalm 42, verse 7, deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. Just quoted explicitly there at the end of verse 3. Uh, let's see, verse 4 is... Uh, sorry. Psalm 31, verse 22. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. Uh, or Psalm 5, when I... Uh, how's that one go? But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. Verse 4. See that? Uh, or, let's see, verse 5. Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. The deep have closed around me. See that? Uh, let's see. And I skip ahead to verse 7. All right. Verse 7, it says, And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Or, if you prefer, Psalm 18, verse 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Verse 8, Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Or, Psalm 31, verse 6, I have hated those who regard useless idols, but I trust in the Lord. Uh, let's see. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Or, if you prefer, Psalm 50. 
Verse 14, offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Right. Salvation is of the Lord. Chorus is throughout the scriptures. So you see, the point here is that uh, Jonah, in his prayers, that where, where did the words come from for his prayers? It comes from his life of praying the Psalms, right? So this is why uh, in our divine service we pray a brief selections of one psalm for the intro it and often another either complete psalm or a large chunk of a psalm um, for a gradual psalm that comes between the Old Testament and Epistle. That's so those words are instilled into your heart and your mind. And then in time of need, um, by the work of the Spirit, working through your baptism, you have rec- you recall them and you apply those words now to the situation you're in. Uh, but this does require regular, consistent prayer of these words so that you have the words to pray in times of need, according to the Lord's promises. And you see how that works out in the life of Jonah here. All right. Our reading for catechesis or further catechesis is from Matthew chapter 12. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be also, or also be, with this wicked generation. All right, so some questions on the text. Um, Who was talking to Jesus? See this in verse 38 there, right? The scribes and Pharisees, and what did they want from him? What everybody wants from him, ultimately. A miraculous sign. Did they need one? No. He says they already have one, right? An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Um, We talked a lot about that on Sunday. Looking for God in all the wrong places. (laughs) Kind of misquote, uh, uh, what's his name, Garth Brooks. Uh, But uh, rather, uh, to seek God where he's promised to be found, where he's not hiding from you, but where he's revealing himself to you, right? And so that's the same thing Jesus does here. He says, look, he's already revealed himself to you in the word. No sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So they're described as an evil and adulterous generation. Okay, so the sign is that just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights. What does it say there in verse 40? In the heart of the earth. Well, what does he mean here? This is good for the kids, right? Um, hopefully, I'll send this to the children when we're complete uh, so that they can catch up or not, not uh, get behind in their daily devotions. This is a sign of the resurrection of Jesus on the third day from the dead, right? Okay, that's fairly obvious, I think. In the judgment, 
who would condemn the Jews of Jesus's generation? This is interesting. Verse 450, or excuse me, 41. Yeah, it's the men of Nineveh. Why, why would they be the one who would rise up in, gener- in judgment against that murderous and adulterous, or evil and adulterous generation? Well, he tells you, right? Because, right here at the end of verse 41, they repented at the preaching of Jonah. But the people he's talking to, there's Jonah, or their Jonah, if you like, Jesus, standing before them, and they're rejecting him. They're refusing to repent at his word, and actually he's greater than Jonah, as he says. What name, then, does Jesus give himself in verse 41? Yeah, he takes the name Jonah here, greater than Jonah. Uh, what name does, or excuse me, uh, who is then the new Jonah? Uh-huh. Yes, who's cast out, vomited out of the earth. I love that illustration, right? On the day of resurrection and preaches repentance for the forgiveness of sins, just as Jonah did. Jesus does. All right. Um, then he uh, adds another picture, actually, another story, conflates the two, or not conflates the two, but puts them side by side. And that's of the queen of the south. Who is the queen of the south? This is the Queen of Sheba. Do you remember that story? It's from 1 Kings chapter 10. All right. Well, he gives you a little bit of the context with Solomon, right? Here's how it goes. Now, when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, She spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters in their apparel, his cupbearers and his entryway, by by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes, and indeed the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men, and happy are are these your servants, who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel, because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Oh, then she gives the king a gift. Uh, it's interesting how uh, the uh, writer of the kings here, the history of the kings, puts justice and righteousness next to each other just the same way that we did in the psalm, Psalm 106 earlier. All right. So a story there is of the queen of Sheba. Of course, where did she come from according to Jesus here? She came from the ends of the earth. That's the ends of the known earth at the time. Um, Likely Ethiopia. And why did she come? As we just heard from 1 Kings, but Jesus also tells us here, to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Of course, who is the new Solomon? That's Jesus. Why? Because he speaks, right, with wisdom. He has actually wisdom incarnate. Um, think about the way that St. Paul says it um, in 1 Corinthians. We studied this many moons ago in our Wednesday evening Bible study. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, here we go. 
For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To Jews a stumbling block and and to the Greeks foolishness. And here's the key. But to those who are called or elected, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So Jesus is the wisdom of God. Solomon reflected that wisdom or spoke with that wisdom. Jesus is the wisdom, right? as Paul says here. Uh, then Jesus adds this story that it's used a little bit uniquely here in Matthew compared to where we hear it in the lectionary. It's a story about an evil spirit, right? An unclean spirit. Uh, what happens when it goes out of a man? It goes through dry places seeking rest. Okay, so I think uh, Matthew is being clever here, right? Because we have dry contrasted with Jonah being in the, the belly of the earth and the great fish in the water. Uh, what does the spirit do when it finds no home or rest? It comes back, right, to the house he left, which presumably is dry place. And what does the spirit find when he returns? This unclean spirit? Uh, verse 44, right? He finds it empty, swept, and put in order. And what will the spirit do when he finds the house empty? Yeah, he'll go and take with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and enter and dwell there. Uh, So to whom is Jesus describing as the house? Context matters. Yeah, he's talking about, as we saw in verse 39, the evil and adulterous generation that seeks after a sign. Right? These are they who refuse to hear the greater than Jonah, the new Jonah or the greater than Solomon, the new Solomon. Right? They're the house that's swept and put in order, but is actually empty. All right. Meditation on this text. Our Lord has preserved the sign of Jonah in our midst by giving us the sacrament of holy baptism. Only an unbelieving people would reject the preaching of our Lord regarding the sign of his salvation of us in baptism. Like the people of Nineveh, many have been called to faith through the preaching of repentance, and forgiveness of sins given to us in holy baptism. As the Queen of, South, of the South came to hear the words of Solomon, so many of the nations of the earth have come and been baptized into Christ, the wisdom and power of God. Those who have been baptized into Christ have had the unclean evil spirit cast out of them. So our Lord calls us to return to our baptism daily and to hear the preaching of the new Solomon so that the unclean spirit may not return to us. In the preached word attached to baptism, the Holy Spirit preserves us for the day of our resurrection to eternal life. All right. We confess the fourth part of baptism. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We pray. Almighty God, we give thanks to you for our baptism into Christ where we were buried with him through our baptism into his death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. Grant us this new life, O Lord, that we might live faithfully 
and joyously as your children in the blessed hope of everlasting life in Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. On this Tuesday, we pray for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. We pray that the Lord watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, that he protect and guide all who travel, especially today on the snowy day, that he grant all women with child, especially Anne, and all mothers with infant children, increasing happiness in their blessings, that he grant all orphans and widows, and defend them, and provide for them, that he strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, that he free those in bondage, and he have mercy on us all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. On this day, we pray in thanksgiving for, with those, I should say, who celebrate their birthday, Mitchell, Ron, and Nicole. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially for my great uncle, Bill Schulten. It's his birthday, but he also uh, is on hospice. His chemo is not working. Also pray for Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Janet, Timothy, and Robert, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Penny. Pray for those who are grieving, especially Al and his family at the death of his father, Eugene. Those who are homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. And for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Comfort Dogs and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is also a commemoration, uh, excuse me, it's a festival day. Uh, and you also note that the collect we just prayed does wonderfully connect to baptism, doesn't it? Even though it's not explicitly named there. Today is, get to the right day, today, January 26th, there it is. Oh, it's uh, the Feast of St. Titus, Pastor and Confessor. St. Titus, like Timothy, with whom he is often associated, was a friend and co-worker of St. Paul. Titus was a Gentile, perhaps a native of Antioch, who accompanied Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem when they brought assistance to the Christians in Judea during a famine, Acts 11 and Galatians 2. It is not known if he accompanied Paul on his first or second missionary journeys, but Titus was with him on the third one, when he helped reconcile the Corinthians to Paul, 2 Corinthians 7 and assisted with the collection for the church in Jerusalem, 2 Corinthians 8. It was probably on the return to Jerusalem that Paul left Titus in Crete, Titus 1. Afterward, he is found working in Dalmatia, 2 Timothy 4. According to tradition, Titus returned to Crete, where he served as bishop until he died about A.D. 96. We pray. Almighty God, you called Titus to the work of pastor and teacher. Make all shepherds of your flock diligent in preaching your holy word, 
so that the whole world may know the immeasurable riches of their, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing the hymn from last week. Again, uh, the goal here is to attempt to memorize stanza one and two, so I'd encourage you to sing it throughout the day. Uh, try to commit it to memory. Maybe you can memorize the whole thing. We'll see. that he's uh, talking about the hymn writer here is the plane that leads to the cross they come down from the mountain and he sets his face towards jerusalem towards his suffering and death which of course the church here is making that turn now uh, with the next seven weeks as we have the gesma sundays and 
the season of Lent to prepare for, to hear again, that suffering and death on Good Friday. All right, it is January 26, 2021. It's good to have you with us here. Thanks for checking in. I see uh, Timothy and Don and Lori, Eileen, Grace, um, Karen, Michael, Nancy. They're, you're all checked in there. That's good. Thanks for your comments um, and supporting the ministry of St. John. So as you have opportunity, um, appreciate um, your support and your prayers. Uh, you can, of course, easiest way and the least expensive is to share these devotions uh, on your wall with a comment uh, indicating how, how much how beneficial it is to you, or even better yet, an email or a text. All right. So, uh, Lord be with you all. We'll see you again in the morning.